Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Live So Much? I'll reach across and slap no. him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge him. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. No, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell. My unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Galunga, galunga. And that, of course, means happy Sunday morning to you. It is the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Excuse me. Uh, there's pollen in the air all the, already. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Chris Mascaro, J.R. Ross, back in the studio along with Adam Crooks, who would complain if we forgot about him. But we'll never forget about him. We Good, always have because to because w- I will complain. Yes, we always have to wait on him to get here. <laughs> no. What time? What time this morning, boys? Eight thirty-two. Hon- honestly, eight thirty-two. Eight thirty. You guys said you wouldn't say. <laughs> he asked. We didn't volunteer. He asked. We can't lie. <laughs> CJR, I love you for that. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. Eight thirty-two. Well, that's JR, close. we fired you. <laughs> <laughs> that's close. That's Bless true. Art. That's true. <laughs> I could see, you know, one of the issues for Adam is, you know, the changing traffic conditions between his house, you know, the seven miles. That's true. There, <laughs> on a know, Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got stuck behind all that church traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's going back. He drives right past church. He's going right back. There you go. Uh, do you make it for that or we, uh, we, have, a, we have an attendance issue over there? Too? No, I make it late? to church on time. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At least his priorities are great. That's right. Well, uh, that brings me special announcement. Joining us on the program next week will be Adam's mom, and that way he'll make sure that she'll make sure he's here all on time. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a, awesome. A fourth co-host. <laughs> My mom doesn't watch golf. <laughs> Michelle Crook. So yeah, well, you don't either. <laughs> That's not true. Wow. <laughs> right to the jugular. <laughs> I watched Nick Dunlap win last week. Yeah, that's that's uh, very true. That was two last weeks week? ago. Last yeah. week, last yeah. week, oh, two was... weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was huge wow, fan. 
big fan. <laughs> He's all over it. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's kicking things off in a good direction. We're glad to have you with us here. It's one of the best weeks on the PGA Tour, the the Pebble Beach Pro Am. It has been uh, it's been gorgeous to this point. It is not gorgeous right now. They are uh, they they may not play today. Uh, it seems highly unlikely that they're going to play today. They have already officially delayed the start of the round until uh, until no sooner than 10 a.m. local time. So uh, that would be 1 Eastern. They're not going to play before that. And I don't know that they're going to play much after that. And here's why. you got a ton of rain on an already soaked golf course, and you have a ton of wind. And... Uh, JR, they, they, they're going to have problems having the golf ball stay still on the greens. And if you can't have the golf ball still on the greens, you can't have a golf tournament. Well, I'm looking right now at the Weather Channel hourly for Pebble Beach. The lowest wind speed all day is 34 miles an hour. So, yeah. uh, and the rain percentage is anywhere from 70 to 90%. So it's like playing golf in a car wash. There you go. Golf in a car wash. That right? could be a, that could be a, that could be a new thing. Yeah, Tiger and Rory can start that league. Chris, they ought to start that. They ought to do that on Live. Hey, I mean, that sounds like a grow the game initiative to me. <laughs> well, you know, it keeps the golf ball clean. It keeps your clubs clean, right? Yeah, that's who what needs the kids a cat want. and who needs a caddy. Exactly right. <laughs> you just turn you just turn up the water and the wind on different holes. That's I right. love that idea. Yes. You're the, onto something, BK. Just put a simulator in there. That's right. I mean, oh, we're going to have the TGL league. It's the same. Yeah. They, yeah. they should have actually should. have the water coming down on the other sprinklers in that league. Yeah. That would be good. I love it. Yeah. So they, uh, it, the river, what are they calling it? The atmospheric river. And it hit the entire West Coast. It actually caused an adjustment to NASCAR. They were supposed to run their clash today. They did something you never see in sports. The clash at the they L.A. Coliseum is boring. Move it back to Daytona. Did you even watch that, Adam, or are you just pretending for this? Too? I watched the clash at Daytona. <laughs> I didn't watch the clash at the Coliseum because it's boring. Well, it turns out it was last night. They, uh, they moved it earlier. I mean, when was the last time you saw a sporting event moved earlier? Everything it's always postponed. Oh, the lights failed in the arena. They postponed this. It's postponed that. Postponed everywhere. I've never seen one moved earlier, and that's what they did. They made the decision somewhere in the middle of the day yesterday to say, "Hey, is everybody here? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's just go tonight." <laughs> can we? Can you get? Can you get your car started? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Crank it. All right. We're going tonight. <laughs> and that's what they did. Maybe that's what happened in the studio. They postponed turning the lights on. We start. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to us in here. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. You know. I, our show looks better in the dark. <laughs> it, is you rom- it is romantic. What in are you here. saying? Yeah. If those are watch, there are folks watching on the app. I'm, I'm down. Uh, I'm down at the studio, so I'm not. I'm not there. Uh, and it's plenty bright here. I don't know what you guys, <laughs> you guys are dealing with. Miners hats next week. Exactly. That's what we're coming in. Exactly. Going to get a next on the T miners hat. That's what we need. So, <laughs> so in all seriousness, actually, Jeff Fages from the GSGA is coming up here in about fifteen minutes. He has to run golf tournaments. He could probably comment on this also. But uh, they—that's what they're trying to do. And so, here's the byproduct of this: they knew about this Sunday forecast all week long, and. 
you know, you don't want to put a ton of faith in a, a forecast because their weather out there isn't any better than <laughs> when we were trying to predict the weather around here. It's just hard to do. So, uh, but what they did finally was they told the superintendent, look, start slowing the greens down at Pebble. They didn't have to do it at Spyglass Hill. Just start slowing the greens down at Pebble so that by Sunday, maybe they're they're slow enough to where we can deal with 20-mile-an-hour winds or 30-mile-an-hour winds. 39 sustained and gusts up to 60. It doesn't matter what speed you run the greens at. But the greens, if you were watching the tournament yesterday, Adam, it was yesterday. They played yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I kind of figured that. I was I was too busy watching the the, uh, the circus show in Mexico. Nick Dunlap was. Nice. Uh, no, you weren't. It wasn't nice. even on in Atlanta. Credit, credit to Adam. <laughs> yes, yeah, it how, is. How you you just it? don't know where to find it. <laughs> it's on 100% of the CWs, except it's not on our CW. <laughs> we have two CWs. We have two CWs. Yes, no, look at look at us in Atlanta. We have not one but two. And neither one of, and neither one of them cover the circus tour. So you they, would you would know that if you were a real golf fan. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> wow! Shot fired back over the bow. Mm. Good for you, Adam. Yeah. So so they had to try to slow down the greens. Well, the problem is you remember the reputation for the greens at Pebble Beach, the the Poana greens, and they're all bouncy. And you look at this field, and there's a bunch of guys that have only played in it one time because it, the rounds were long, the weather was bad, the greens were bumpy. Uh, the event was always great, but depending on where you were in the World Golf Rankings, this was a little bit more... There was a little bit more baggage that came with this one than uh, that a lot of these guys wanted to deal with. And what they didn't notice was, for the last 15 years, the greens have been getting really, really good. They figured it out. Well, by slowing them down, and JR, you know what goes into this. Yes. Uh, they, that means they just got to let them grow a little more. Cut them only once a day instead of twice. Don't roll them or, or whatever it is. The Don't vertic cut ter- them. Keep the thatch in there. Well, I mean, they're not doing that in the middle of a golf tournament, but... Uh, no, but thought, I'm talking about preparing beforehand, even. <laughs> no, no, they, they, well, they made this decision on Thursday. Right, so, no, I understand. But. Yeah, so what happens is now they're bumpy. They're soft and bumpy. And so this tournament has regressed. This, this looks like 2004. Uh, the ball is hardly on the ground at all. Um, <laughs> and, but that didn't stop Wyndham Clark. I was just going to say, I mean, he, it, it rolled pretty well for Wyndham Clark yesterday. He figured it out. Uh, 60 course record at Pebble Beach for all these years uh, for this event 62 you throw in the U.S. Opens well there's never been a 62 in the U.S. Open so 63 for that but 62 and Wyndham Clark shoots a 60 he leaves it an inch short at 16 he leaves it an inch and a half short at 17 and he leaves it three inches short at 18 so that's a cumulative about six inches away from shooting 56 (laughs) instead he misses all of them and he shoots 60, and it was a whale of a round, Chris. Yeah, it was. I mean, for crying out loud, a couple of eagles to start the round on the front nine and then just goes on a crazy run. I mean, thank God for the gopher hole. It, uh, you know, saved him on, on uh, uh, a couple of shots. But um, you get lucky, and that's, that's part of the game. But my goodness. He's played a pretty good run in California in the last eight, nine months. You think? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, he was on a heater, and, uh, you know, the, the the bogey on 12, just like Nicholas in 86, might have actually done him some good. He, the, the the backward shot, I still don't understand why he hit, why he hit it left-handed. Um, but he pulled it off, and you know, that's, that's a heck of a bogey from where it all started out. And, uh, yeah, what a what a tremendous – I was I was so disappointed that he didn't get 
uh, didn't get the eagle on 18. I thought for sure that that putt was going to go in. The golf gods were going to give it to him. But uh, still, when you sh- when you have the course record, to your point, BK, at Pebble Beach, that's that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That's, that's yeah if you don't good. make 59, yeah. having the course record at Pebble Beach is, is a pretty nice consolation prize. Not a bad one on your resume. No. Yeah. David Duvall and Tom Kite were uh, two of the guys that had shot – 62 at Pebble. There was a 60 in the event. This was a, not not an easy, super easy record to go find for the research department. Uh, Sung Kang shot 60 a couple of years ago, but it was uh, that was at Monterey Peninsula Club. So, and Patrick Cantlay had also shot 62. So, changes to the format this year: 80 players, just two uh, two courses. They played Pebble. They played Spyglass Hill. Uh, I liked this format a lot better. This was this was cleaner. The, the rounds didn't seem to take as long. Uh, yesterday wasn't super fast, and there were no AMs in the field. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was weird. But, but yeah, I, I, uh, I liked it. There, were, there was a celebrity rotation, and they got a sunny day on Friday at Pebble Beach. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was kind of a, a light version of the old one, and, uh, and I liked it. What you, you like guys that? think? Yeah, you liked that better? I was a little disappointed in it. I, I sort of missed for you know, what seeing, reason? I, I agree mi- with BK. I liked it better. I just miss seeing the amateurs out there playing it on Saturday. I mean, you're not going to see. You know how much? How much are you really going to get to watch it on Thursday and Friday to get to see those guys? And then you know, I guess some I of get those guys to, are pretty good. I, I like guess it. I get to see it's much. Fun. I get to see so much amateur golf every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like watching the guys that know what to do. So, yeah, I, I get my fill of that. So I, I, miss, I mean, that's what made this. Come on over this, to Dogwood Monday through <laughs> and hang out with me. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy this better then. I just, you know, this event was different. It was fun. It was a little lighter than, you know, not not lighter from a field no, perspective, I, but lighter just to watch and to get to see some of those guys. Sure. And some of it was fun and some of it was funny and stuff like no, that. So I, I, don't, I don't. So I enjoyed that. that. It just, it just it, to me, it made, this was one of the events that, Made the the PGA Tour a little less snooty for for a couple of days, and yeah. I, I miss that. I, I, for that, I I can agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if you're if you're a network TV watcher, especially if you're watching both of the CWs. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're watching both uh, of those, I hate to think what else you're doing. <laughs> you definitely missed it. You know, it the the Saturday that you're looking for, Chris, happened on Friday. Right. So yeah, from a network standpoint, I can see that, uh, but it happened on Friday. And yeah, we just don't get to see it, right? I mean, most of us are, are at work and stuff like that. We, we get to see some highlights, but you don't get to see it as it happens. So I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory McElroy, despite being over par at the halfway mark, his individual score, I believe, was one over. I'm trying to think. That may have been. I guess yeah, correct. I believe he yes. was one over through 36 holes. His amateur partner, Jeff Rhodes, they were 17 under. As a team, and they won. Now Jeff is a nine, but believe it or not, I mean this. This is there's always stories about. Well, that must be sandbagging. Uh, and it, in this case, it was it was odd. I I tip my cap to Jeff Rhodes because we watched a lot of that round, and we're trying not to show the amateurs unless they had to. But Rory got it to six under par at one point on uh, on Thursday, right. and he was leading the golf tournament. And at that point, they're not using a lot of Jeff Rhodes' shot. He was leading by two shots. Then you think about what happened on the, the par 5 seventh hole. He takes a bad drop. It turns into a triple. Well, Jeff probably got a shot on that hole. 
Probably made five for four. Could have made four for three. He's a good player. Well, now all of a sudden you're helping your team by four or five shots <laughs> just on <laughs> one hole. And right. the guy that you're helping was the leader. So if if he could have picked up – Rory had a roller coaster round. He's, he's shooting over par, but he's shooting over par with four or five birdies. So if you can, if you can brother-in-law that – uh, which apparently Jeff Rhodes did. That's how you get to 17 under when your partner's won over. Right. It was just perfect use of it, and uh, and they won. Yeah, and I say it worked out well. <laughs> they win. So good for them. Yeah. I've had the professional partner that was over par, and uh, I have not been able to steer our team to 17 under. <laughs> I've been that professional that's been several over par, and we didn't get to 17 no. under. So. No, no. When your pro is looking at you saying, play hard, partner? Exactly. I've been that, I've been that guy. And we yeah. never got to 17 under. No, somehow we didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, how about this? Did you see the the drop that Rory took? Yes. Okay, what did you think of that situation? I I had no idea that that wasn't the rule. I was, I, you know, I mean, we all saw the video with him, you know, looking backwards on the line, right, and then went back and, and took his drop. I mean, I I would have loved to have seen what Rory's reaction was when they came up to him later after the round was over and said, "Hey, we took a look and this was an illegal drop." I was surprised. Well, we showed every second of it. He was our featured group. It was on my stream. And I, I, you know, I consider myself, I pride myself in the fact that I've at least seen a rule book. So <laughs> he took an unplayable lie and he took the, he did it the exact way you were supposed to do it after the 2019 rules revision. He went back on the line until he found the spot he right. needed to get where he could, he could kind of whip it around this tree. And he also wanted to find a decent spot of ground to drop it on. So he goes back about 20 steps. He finds his spot. He puts the tee in the ground. He then measures one club length over to the right. He also could have gone, according to the 2019 revision, he could have gone one club length left. Left wasn't going to help him. He only needed to go right. So he goes over there, he takes his drop, and everything's good. And I'm watching. He measures with his longest club that is in his putter. He just checks all the boxes. It's perfect. He never called an official, and I couldn't have been happier. Except that there was a 2023 revision 13 months ago that changed that. You don't get to go one club length off the line anymore. you got to drop on the line. If the ball bounces and rolls, as long as it doesn't roll on more, more than one club length, you're fine. But you got to drop it on the line. I, I, I remember discussing that now. It went completely over my head because here's the dilemma. We're watching it. We could theoretically have stopped that. And honestly, I think it changes the golf tournament because that broke his heart. I mean, this guy was leading the tournament by two shots when that happened. And he is now almost last. And here's a situation where we could have changed it for the better. Now, I've brought this up to our producer. I brought this up. We had a, we had a very in-depth crew discussion about this. What? All right, so for, let's start again. I didn't know he was doing something wrong. He he was doing it according to the 2019 revision. That's what I thought should have happened, too. We were both, everybody was on the same page there, except we were wrong. But had we known, had we been smarter, had we known, that doesn't make the situation easy. Now, what are you trying to do? You're trying to yell at your cameraman, hey, tell him to stop. Can you do that? Well, that's, a, see, it's a great philosophical question. It's such a disadvantage for Rory that every one of his shots was televised. You know, that, right. He, 
Right. That's a disadvantage. People also say it's an advantage for him because you got extra marshals and we know where the golf ball is. Well, this cost him. If this happens three groups in front, nobody's watching. Nobody has any idea he did it wrong, and, and it's just the way it is. But in this case, the whole world saw it. Well, very similar to Tiger in the Masters several years ago with the drop. Yeah, that's right. You know, if, if that's the normal guy playing the Masters, you don't see that. Probably, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the fact that it was an official that actually had the phone number that saw it from right. sitting at home, and that's a, that's a deep subject. But, yes. Right. So the, the extra exposure can help you, but it can also hurt you. So that's a wash. So we go back to, you remember a couple years ago when, when Zach Johnson won Colonial and he forgot to move his coin back on the last yes. hole. Yes. Uh, had to take the penalty, still won the golf tournament. Yes. Well, one of our guys had seen that. Fred Albers saw that and didn't say a word. He was terrified. I, I get it. Would have been terrified. We weren't terrified with Rory because we had no idea if something wrong was going on. We just weren't smart enough to be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Fred, after the tournament, said to maybe Slugger White, maybe Mark Russell, whoever the official was there, he said, hey, you know, I saw that. What should I have done? Should I have said something? And they looked at him sternly and said, you absolutely should have seen something. Wow. Should, should have said something. You really? Are as much a part of the golf ecosystem as that marshal that puts the flag in the ground or the spectator that hears the ball land behind him and knows where it is. It, we're all in this together was the theme, but the official was definitive. But that wow. That's that, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. That would have been really hard. Because the whole point is you just want to get it right. So True. Once, once again, sure. the guy that's got more cameras on him, yeah, you can get some help, but you can also get hurt. I don't know if that penalty would have happened to somebody who didn't. And by the way, TV never shows the drop. But we're showing featured group coverage. we got nobody else to show. There's nothing else happening in that group. So we showed the drop. Brian, explain how that process of saying something and preventing that would have happened. It would have been terrifying, JR. Yeah. We would have had to, yeah. we would have had to, I would have had to get on the button yeah. and tell my producer, hey, tell, tell the cameraman, tell Grubby, tell, tell Mario, whoever it is, stop him. Right. You know, Mark Carnivale was walking with the group, but he would have been up by the green. Right. You know, we'd have probably tried to get to Carney and, hey, get in there, start waving your hands. And I don't know that we could have stopped him soon enough because once you drop the ball. It's yeah, in, it's, it's in too play. late. Right. right. In now, he wouldn't have played from a wrong spot. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that we could have stopped it. Yeah, but it just that's... brought up this really weird philosophical discussion. And, and that moment ruined Rory's tournament week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go. You go see that. Bogey, triple bogey. You know, right to, to end his round. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to your point, from le- from leading to being several back. It's a, legi- it's a legitimate. Uh, yeah, it's a legitimate call. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So weird moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I'm, I'm still curious because to both of your points, because there is more attention on him at that moment, and not somebody else, does he then have an unfair advantage in that situation? Where someone would have stopped him, where they wouldn't have stopped somebody else on the golf course. Well, they would. The other person wouldn't have been seen, though. Yeah, I think it's a wash. I th- yeah. and th- the there, person, there is the, the other guy doesn't get noticed, so it, he he drops illegally, but nobody cares. It's like driving down the seventy the mile an hour, in the woods, seventy mile an hour speed zone. <laughs> you're driving eighty five. If the cop's not there, don't, it's irrelevant. There it is, cutting both ways, Chris, which is what I think makes it the great philosophical discussion that it is. Yeah. yeah. It definitely cuts both ways. As yeah. much as it could hurt, it could also help. True. You know? Yep. So, all right. 
you know, we, we'll just ask Jeff Fages. He's got, other, yeah, he's got other things to talk about, but we'll ask him. Uh, they may not play any more golf at Pebble Beach. Who knows? The final round has been delayed. Wyndham Clark has the lead. As it stands right now, we'll talk to Jeff Fages from the Georgia State Golf Association when we come back. Also, big news in the world of golf that we're going to get to before we get finished. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Welcome back to the Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick, presented by Clickies Cards and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. This is Atlanta's Golf Station, the Fan. And it is time to talk about local golf talk about getting things going our guest right now we are joined by the man who is well let's see hang on a second i believe he's the director the senior director of rules and competitions for the georgia state golf association he knew you had to drop that ball on that line he might even know why they changed that rule i have no idea why they changed that rule but they changed it jeff phages would have gotten it right he's going to get it right this morning jeff welcome to the program how are you doing Absolutely, BK. Good to good to be on. Thank you for having me. I'm doing wonderful. Why'd they change that, right? This was not at all what we meant to talk about. Why'd they change that rule? Rory did it so good. He did it so good. And and the process for taking every other drop starts with the tee in the ground and then we're measuring. Why is that one different? Wow, you you're you're starting me off uh with with a tough <laughs> it one there. Ruined today. his tournament, um, Jeff. It ruined his tournament. That guy was gonna win, and now look at him. He's back home, he's crying. He's taking himself off a of text chains. Look what you did. <laughs> hey, I, I've, I've got an easy out for this one. The USGA and the RNA make the rules and we just interpret them and enforce them at competition. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth as far as why, but um it, it happens. That's a great answer. You know who would be proud who would be proud of that answer. You know who would be proud of that answer. Lane Williams himself Lane Williams. would be proud That's of right. that answer. This was a guy that you worked with so closely, and uh, I know a big announcement from the GSGA, a brand-new tournament with his name on it. How cool is that? We we are so excited about it. Um, you know, unfortunately, Lane passed away a few years ago. He was my mentor for about 16 years or so, longtime staffer with GSGA for over 30-plus years. Um we are we are so excited to start this event with his name associated with it um, to honor him and everything that he did for amateur golf and the GSGA um, in Georgia. So we are starting a new competition at the end of the season. It's the C Lane Williams Invitational. Um, it's modeled after the Sandbelt Invitational for for anybody that's aware of that. It's an event in Australia that was started by Jeff Ogilvie a number of years ago. But um, what we're doing is we've got. 10 different categories where players will earn invitations and it's based off of our player of the year award. So this is a reward for players at the end of the season who perform well throughout the year, um, men, women, mid-ams, seniors, super seniors, and juniors. And everybody is competing against one another in a 36 hole competition. Um, we're playing round one at the Atlanta athletic club and final round is going to be at the home of GSGA Bobby Jones golf course on the very cool and unique reversible nine-hole routing that Bob Cup uh, designed. So we're really excited about it. The cool thing, final round, you could have a super senior woman, a junior boy, a mid-am male, and a senior female all playing in the same group. They're playing from different sets of tees, so it's an equal and fair competition. And we're just really excited about it. Um, Can't wait to get the season underway and see who winds up uh, earning their spot in the event at the end of the year. 
sounds awesome. I mean, it really does. And I, I know how proud Lane was of you and how much you loved him, and I loved him too, and we miss him. And this is, Jeff, this is just great. I mean, just great. Well done. Yeah, we, we think it's gonna we think it's gonna drive a lot of interest throughout the course of the season. Um, it's a reward for those players that play well, and it's gonna be a fun and special time. After round one at the Athletic Club, we're gonna have our annual celebration of golf, where we honor our players of the year and celebrate everybody who's won and performed well in GSGA competitions. It's gonna be inclusive and inviting, and and just a really great time to cap off the end of the season. Hey Jeff, uh, Jr. here. Tell us about your uh, changes to the men's and women's club championship that's going on this year. Sure. Another thing that we're really looking forward to this year is um, seeing some growth with our men's and women's club championships. We started an inter-club matches program a couple years ago for various reasons, just didn't kind of pan out. So we've made a transition. This is the men's and women's club championship. They're two separate events, four players representing a club. For the men, it's one round of alternate shot, one round of four ball where you have your two scores that add up for the team total. And for the women, it's two rounds of four ball, both gross and net scoring. Just a great way to determine who's got the best club in Georgia. Um, The men are playing at St. Ives Country Club in September, and the women are going to be playing at Sky Valley Country Club up in the North Georgia mountains at the end of October in just a beautiful picturesque fall setting up there. Sounds like that should definitely create some interest for sure. You gotta watch out for that yeah. dogwood team with JR and yeah, BK. That, yeah, that dogwood <laughs> team heading over. That's right. Hey, we we need to get a team from Dogwood, absolutely. Def, definitely. Hey, you're gonna want to keep an eye on that team, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a rules official to ride around yeah, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I need to monitor that team as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard rumors. Yeah, they're not. They're not rumors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, you guys have some changes to the USGA qualifiers as well. Talk about those. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, the U.S. Amateur this year is moving to two stages, similar to how the U.S. Open operates. So there's going to be a local stage and a final stage. And um Usually we have two USAM qualifiers here in Georgia, but now we have a a local and a final stage. But one of the things that we're most excited about is exemptions that are being introduced for four USGA championships that affect us here in Georgia. So the winners of our Georgia Amateur, Georgia Women's Amateur, Georgia Junior Boys, and Georgia Junior Girls Championship are now going to be exempt directly into their respective USGA championship. And that's all based on power ratings within the Wagger um, World Amateur Golf Ranking System. But uh, for for those champions to be exempt directly into those USGA championships, it's going to do wonders. It's going to um, really help us build and strengthen our fields here in Georgia for our state championships. And then with the, the men's state amateur, the remaining top four are also going to be exempt into the final stage of USAM qualifying. So uh, these exemptions are are really great. They're determined on a year-to-year basis, so it's upon us and our members of GSGA to continue to build strong fields to maintain those exemptions. So, BK, you're exempt now, right into the end. I would think. I, I mean, that's 100. percent Yeah, I mean, you have statues. I mean, you're, and yeah, you're, exactly. You're exempt. There's no question. He's in the top four. The, the, the special exemption. 
Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> emphasis on special. <laughs> yes, emphasis on special for sure. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, Jeff, well done. A uh, couple of Donald Rosses on the docket for the uh, for the state AMs. The, the ladies are playing down at the Country Club of Columbus. Oh, my goodness, do they have that thing in uh, pristine shape. I was just down there a couple weeks ago, and Ryan Williams, man, his crew, Look out. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, the Augusta Country Club for the State Am. That, that's, those are pretty nice spots. Yes, absolutely. We've, we've done a number of championships with Country Club of Columbus recently. Ryan, Like you said, Ryan and his team are amazing to work with, uh, so hospitable. The golf course itself is, is just spectacular. Um, it's going to be a great test for the women. And then Augusta Country Club, um, what can you say? They've oh. hosted the Georgia Amateur I believe it's seven times previously. They're one of only, I believe it's four other clubs to have hosted that many times. I was over there just two weeks ago to do a site visit, and that's going to just be a spectacular site. Uh, it's going to be a great test. For the 144 players that uh, make the final field, last year we set a record number of entries and look forward to, to continue to build upon that. And um, we're, Entries open February 28th for both the men's and the women's state amateur Players can go to gsga.org and find out some more info on those. Jeff Fages, great job this morning. We appreciate it. Sorry about the Rory thing, you know. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just ruined the entire golf tournament. Guy could have been number one in the world if he'd have won the golf tournament. He was winning. That's right. That's good. That's Jeff. That's Jeff a good, that's a good response enough. right there. That's that's right. Hang up. Fast I don't know what else I have to tell you guys. Stay out of it. Read the rule book. That's right. That's what Lane would have said. It's right there in the rule book. You just read it. It's right there. Exactly. Right there in the fine print. Jeff Fages, thank you for your time. GSGA.org. We'll take a break. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show presented by Cliggy's Carts and playthegolfisland.com. Now back to Brian Katrick on Atlanta's Golf Station, the fan. Chris Mascaro with his Next on the Tee podcast gear is in our studio. J.R. Ross probably wearing bright colors in our studio and we can't really see Adam through the glass. You can barely it, see it, each other in, in the studio, in the, let alone in, Adam in, in the this glass. Candle, this candlelight <laughs> show here. It is, it's romantic. It is very romantic. Yes, Setting the mood. It's sweet. You know, it's February. You know, Valentine's, Valentine's Day is coming up. up. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know. Hey. Yes. Uh, sad news in the world of golf. Chubbs died. Carl yeah, Weathers. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Dude, Apollo Creed, yeah. That, that was like a punch to the gut when I, I saw that. How can yeah, 76? Yeah, not not yeah, old. Uh, no, by any stretch. God knows. As I'm a huge Rocky fan and everything yes. that Carl Weathers has done and boy, I just was I was yeah, just when I saw that when kinda, I saw yeah, that. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Really hard. Yep. No question. And of course the iconic role in uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is definitely going to be Yvonne missed. Wonder if Drago has any remorse. <laughs> he killed. He killed him once. He did. Yeah. Uh, well. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, true story. I don't know what this says. Uh, I have the book of Rocky Four. The book? There was a book? <laughs> right. Get out of town. You do with that as you will. And you make fun of me. 
let's let it let's let this play out before we criticize. <laughs> we haven't heard the whole thing yet. No, let's, I think you've pretty no, much read the whole thing. Oh, so we can't go. Okay. Okay. I think that's all. How many is. times have you read the book? Once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back back when it came out, I mean, I have the book. I don't even really remember why, but I have the book and I read the book. That's how I consumed Rocky IV. How close wow. is the book to the movie? I feel like they probably did the movie first and then the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then some... yeah, I think that's probably true. It's probably someone's cliff notes on the movie. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was it was a good read. And I could always, you know, my, my my wife is such a big reader, and she's always, oh, the book is the book is so much better. And I'm like, the book is never better. No. The book is ne- here's why because the book is like three months longer than the movie, <laughs> and and you have to read it. You have to I read. Mean, it. That's that's yeah. the worst part for me. There's no pictures in it. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Oh, the descriptions are so. No, they're not. <laughs> Yeah, the book's never better. You're right. It's never better. I, you need to post a picture of you holding the book on Instagram or something. Probably I need around to see one of the statues. Okay. If I can find it, I'll bring it in. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's not like it's going to be lost in my uh, trove of other books. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was a bestseller. <laughs> If somehow it's made it from 1984, it's still in my life. It won't be hard to sort it out of the other six books that I have. Bestseller to who, Jr. He's probably the only one that's ever bought it. Hey, yep, that doesn't I, mean I it's... may have to go out on eBay and see if I can find a copy. The Rocky Four book. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of money, <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the PGA Tour. We have we have a deal in the game of golf. There's an investor deal that's actually been signed, but it's not the one that everybody was waiting for. It's not the the PIF and uh, the the June sixth announcement of the strategic the framework announcement. Blah 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 blah. It was not that. It's the tr- strategic sports group has come in. All of the rumors are now finished and true. It's a billion and a half to start. Apparently another billion and a half at some point coming for a total of $3 billion. The PGA Tour has an investor and will now be going public. And uh, Arthur Blank is a part of the strategic sports group. So here's this outside investment group that feels like the PGA Tour can be profitable at that level of investment. And that is official. What do you think? I I'm I still don't understand what it means. Like, who's getting this billion and a half to start? Is it going to the players? Is it going to make up for the sponsors that are bailing left and right? I just don't understand where this money is getting invested oh, into. You just stop right there. The <laughs> sponsors bailing left and right. Contracts expire every year. You get 48 official events, not 12. You get 48 official events. You're going to lose a sponsor from time to time. That's nothing new. And I'll tell you where the money's going. The money's going to me. And here's a special <laughs> announcement. I quit. I'm rich. Bye. Uh, I want the money. <laughs> to, to, for the Danny Willett fan club. He needs to build like, exactly. a new club. We have to oh, make sure we travel to all the events that That's Danny Willett right. is in. That, so that, won't that, cost you much, that won't cost you much in airfare. <laughs> it ain't going to matter when we start getting this kind of money. Uh, so don't know where the money's going to go or how it's going to go. You know, the, the PGA Tour... You go all the way back to the origins, right? There was a split with the PGA of America in the late 60s, and the PGA Tour has never been a for-profit entity and over $2 billion generated for charity. That's more than every other sport in the history of the world combined. And by the way, it's going to be more than every other sport in the history of the world forever combined. 
but they didn't have to operate that way. They could have just been a for-profit business. The problem is you're a for-profit business. Now you're going to start to pay taxes. So instead of the money going to charity, the money would have gone to taxes. Well, they're changing. Don't know what's going to happen to the charity side of things, but it's going to become a public, you know, it's going to become a company that's going to be making money. And a private investment company feels like that's the right amount of money. If the Dallas Cowboys are worth a billion, the PGA Tour can be worth $3 billion. So we got that. I don't know that that's going to necessarily affect the fans. You know, but how is it going to affect the end product? Well, this $20 million purse that they're paying out, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, at the end of Pebble Beach, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, that's where it's coming from. You know, AT&T is the sponsor, but they, they didn't put up all of the $20 million purse. That money came from the PGA Tour. And in this case, they'll figure out how to make it up. And this investment group, you can criticize Jay Monahan all you want, but you want to tell me Arthur Blank doesn't run, no, he doesn't know how to run a business? You can tell me John Henry doesn't know how to run a business? I'd say they don't know how to run their sports teams, and now they're, now they're buying into another sport. So I'm a, I'm a little concerned. They don't know how, how to, to run, run their, their sports, sports teams? teams? Uh, how, how, I'm sorry. How, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me how good the Atlanta Falcons have been over the course of their career or their history. You, th- well, you think that's because Arthur Blank wanted to punt when he should have gone for it? <laughs> do, you think that's, that's, do you think that's, that's because that's, he— that's, that's, Hey, because pivotal he moments, didn't, pivotal moments. Because he couldn't get a first down in the Super Bowl up twenty-eight well, to three. Yeah, well, that wasn't Arthur. Let's, well, let's extrapolate that. Maybe if he if he'd have called down to the sideline, like like the, the official would have called down for Rory, everything could have been different. So <laughs> it could have changed the course it of it history. Changed the course of everything. It would have ruined Tom Brady's career. And by he the way, wouldn't the have guy, won that one. The guy that didn't that didn't run the ball is is going to coach in the Super Bowl now. I know. <laughs> I know. Again. 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 Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. It specifically mentioned in the agreement that there is still room for the PIF to continue as as an investor. Uh, the players are divided on this. Jordan Spieth said, "We don't need them." He said, "We don't need any more investment." Rory blanches at that. Saying, yes. Hey, the last time we pushed away from the table with these people, they went and tried to get John Rahm, and they got him. So, so maybe. Keeping these guys close is a better idea. I agree with Rory. Now, I don't know that that... You meant, agree with Rory? I agree with Rory. Keeping your number one competitor close is a better idea. Working Because we know what the end game is for the PIF, and that is to be involved in the sports landscape. It's not to run your own golf league. They could care less about running their own golf league. They want to be in the club. And you keep them in the club, then they'll play with you. You kick them out of the club, and they'll fight against you. And fighting against you, we've done that for two years. It's ugly. They're never going to win, but they're also never going to lose. And they're never going to quit because they have all the money to make you keep fighting. Yes. I know, yeah. yeah. And so, so now you got enough money to go fight with them. But why? Right. Why would you do that? Do you think that's the message Rory said to Jordan in this whatever hour-long conversation that the two of them went through? Do you think that's what he said? Yeah, there was a story about that. It's what Chris is talking about, that Rory and Jordan had to have, it, uh, had, have a discussion. Rory didn't like when Jordan says, we, didn't need, we don't need them anymore as an investor. Uh, I, I, yeah, that had to be the discussion. Right. I mean, these, and by the way, that's the surface discussion. These guys have been in the rooms. They know all the rest of it. So while we don't know what's going to happen next... They do know what's going to happen next. Uh, my question about that, uh, sportsillustrated.com has that story. 
Uh, by the way, they're apparently still in business. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they went out of business two weeks ago. What happened there? Exactly. <laughs> but, but Alex Maselli with the story, uh, my, I was completely hung up on the part where Rory removed himself from the group text. Yes. How do you do that? I want to do that. I know. I know. I, I agree. How do you do that? <laughs> Is that an iPhone thing? Why can't I do that? I mean, I Google it, and they give you all kinds of rounds, and it doesn't work. <laughs> I think BK is referring to our group text. No, that I know, he wants no, I know to get what he's of. talking about. I know, but there are several that I would like to remove myself from. Yeah, it's not just ours, Chris, but it is ours. It's not just ours. No, I, I, got, I got the point. <laughs> how do you do that? Why is that not the follow-up? I don't care about the PIF. I want to know how you get out of the group text. Yeah, you want to know what's really important. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, come yeah. on. Let's be real here. Understand? Yeah. So, yeah, Chris, I think that's that's what they were talking about for sure. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah, and and in in the, the in the omission story of the day, you know, as good as Wyndham Clark's sixty was, it, it wasn't Joaquin. <laughs> oh, Neiman here good. I knew I knew it he was going to get a segue into that one. So, you yeah, know, wasn't, wasn't 60s are spe- cute. Joaquin Neiman shot 59, oh, by the way. It's like we'll they never, don't recognize the guy who hit 75 home runs in minor league baseball. <laughs> we'll never forget so, the just... time that Joaquin Neiman made that putt. I guess he had a putt for 58 over on the first green because he didn't finish <laughs> on 18 because they do a stupid shotgun start. Come on. That, that's the most fair thing in golf. It's and the it's, best thing to do is yes. a shotgun start. It's Brian, the most Brian, fair way to play. And, and Brian, you're missing <laughs> yes. the most important point of the whole thing. He used a mulligan to do it. Yeah. How, how many mulligans did he buy? Exactly. Know. But that's for charity, too. You know, exactly. Cool. They got to make up for all the money that charities don't get now from the PGA Tour. Now, now what's real, what's really real is the, the text message in our yeah group that you don't like that i did surface that Chris, you got it right yep 3899 you can get the rocky four book on ebay right now That's, okay there you have it it's not my place, copy place Sur- in my order yep <laughs> you better get it in quick 38 dollars i mean it, i mean what was that book three dollars when it came out Some, someone has looked like someone on here was selling it for a hundred dollars too yeah there's one, one uh, there hundred dollars and 46 cents that's just price gouging. That's probably <laughs> yours. I'll sell you mine for 20 bucks. That's probably <laughs> yours right there. But it is available for those sitting out there today. Can't believe those people would stoop so low as to sell that book for 48. I'd do it for 20. Exactly. <laughs> That's the real importance of what we learned today, right? Indeed. Yes. yes. Uh, so. We've got no update on Pebble Beach. We, I, I told you at the beginning of the show, I was hoping to get another email, but uh, they will not play before 1 p.m. Eastern time. What goes into this is they told the guys they would update them by 5 a.m. their time, so by, by 8 o'clock this morning, which is before we started, because at the time they were planning on starting about, it was going to be two hours later. So you got to tell these guys if they're going to have a tea time in two hours, because some of the guys' process is two hours long. Right. You can't just say, "Okay, we're going," because they got to get in the in the trailer and they got to stretch and they got to get their trainer out there and they got to do their stuff. So they're working as far ahead as they can. Sometimes it seems like they're working too far ahead, but that's why you got to give these guys notice. They will play split tees. They will play threesomes. That were they were going to do that anyway. They did that yesterday. Uh, so one course, just Pebble Beach. Uh, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel like this is going to happen. Golf course is getting soaked right now. It's been soaked all week long. 
Yeah, but how much fun is it going to be, would it be, to see how they play seven in a 35 or 40 mile an hour wind? Yeah. And do you think the longer they go without saying anything, the better chance is they're going to play? What do you, what do you, what's your call on that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's the other way around. The other way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they just, knowing that the weather for tomorrow is not good either, right. and that if it's you're going to pull the plug, you want to pull it, but you want to be sure. I think that's what they're waiting on. Sending them out, that's not hard at all. All right, good luck, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there. That's easy. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and again, there is pollen in the air here in North Florida. <laughs> I, I, I have so, no know, that's, doubt. That's coming. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come home and be coughing and say it's pollen. Nobody's going to believe There's me. There's no Adam, pollen in the air here today. JR, Chris, well done. Thanks to Jeff Fages. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now, American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on Earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's Word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. 